So we don't normally get into serious topics when we start our episodes, but currently Google is under a microscope concerning antitrust laws and okay. that they pay over $10 billion in contracts to be the premier search engine on browsers and smartphones, such as Apple's Safari and uh, Samsung's handsets. Uh, yeah. And in this ongoing investigation, an email from the current CEO of Google, Sundar Pichai, was highlighted um, that he sent back in, in mid-2000s to both co-founders that he felt like having Google as the only option for the default search engine on Safari doesn't provide good user experience. Nor, actually, quote, nor the optics is great for us to be the only provider in the browser, unquote. Hmm. So it's worth noting that this was roughly eight years before Pichai became the CEO of the Alphabet Mongrel. Um, so it's kind of funny how he saw this kind of unlaying out and providing that this email isn't somehow fabricated. It speaks to just how dangerous Sundar felt that this could become if they were ever in the spotlight for antitrust accusations. Well, the funny thing is actually, I was actually just thinking about this. Um, for a lot of people that are CEOs or become CEOs, they always give out this warning and then they delve into it. Like, for example, Elon Musk. <laughs> Seriously, like, he, he, for no. many years, he stated, like, AI, if we keep going in this direction, AI is going to take over. It's going to be a huge issue. And yeah. yet he continually, uh, and I don't like, I don't mean to bash it. Elon Musk, I respect him a lot for all the things he's done, but like he continually drives home this whole AI stuff with all of it. And it's really cool, but I feel like he kind of goes against his work. And I feel like that's what uh, Pichai had kind of done is like, this is going to be a big issue. And then he kind of just, you know, became the CEO and everything's going handy dandy, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of that is because you speak out against something that could be detrimental and yet you don't realize that once you reach that position, it's a massive increase in a primary source of revenue for your company. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's obvious, I would say, you know, but it that's really where it's coming from. So, I mean, this is, let's see, he was became CEO in 2015. It's 2023. This email was sent back in 2007. So it's just amazing how that just unfolds. And it's worth noting that depending on how it does carry on, Apple and other companies could suffer as they receive a hefty sum of money for allowing Google to be the default search engine. So, I mean, there's a lot at stake considering how this was all constructed nearly two decades ago. So, Yeah, that is absolutely nuts. Um only have a lot more to say about that but it is just it's a cause for concern when you're building in a new company and when someone says something of you know i probably an alarming state <laughs> yeah an alarming state and then it just and then that happens like i feel like that's just if you don't what it is if you don't recall history you're doomed to repeat it or something like that it's you know everyone keeps making the same mistake but yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's a great example of it for sure. And I mean, it's not like it's not like Google does a bad job at being a search engine. I think it's just how f quickly they grew and 
they use that advantage to block out other search engines from gaining users. So, and yeah. clearly it is. It's it's one of I think it's the primary search engine. If you ask me, I don't really think anybody else comes even close to it. In, in no. my opinion, so, not at all. But in either case, uh, you had something with Microsoft. Yes. So the day has finally come. The deal has finally closed. Microsoft now officially holds Activision Blizzard as one of its 50-plus studios to its name. After having gone through many hurdles, on October 13th, the UK CMA approved Microsoft's acquisition of Activision. As we discussed before, COD, Call of Duty, on Activision uh, would still be part of said studio for 10 years until it's made a Microsoft exclusive. Uh, And one other thing to note is that Activision's Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick's tenure is set to end sometime by the end of this year. Until then, Kotick states that he will do whatever he can to aid in the transitioning to Microsoft's acquisitioning. Um, Mm. So, yeah, I I figured it was probably going to go through. I'm sure a lot of people will find this controversial. I'm kind of okay with it. I mean, only 10 years of having COD basically free um through microsoft um that's okay for now but i guess we'll just wait 10 years and then we'll talk about the controversy (laughs) yeah Uh, and it kind of depends on how things evolve and how gaming evolves really because oh yeah who knows i mean i know it's scary to think about well maybe it's not scary but it's it's hard to perceive but Mm -hmm. uh could COD still be a, you know, prominent game in a decade? So, yeah, I, would, I'm sure there's going to be more <laughs> that come on the horizon. I mean, look at Starfield. That's true. <laughs> so. I mean, it, I, I think that that could be a discussion in and of itself. Uh, I think really to boil yeah. that down is just like it really depends on whether um, Activision continues to and whether that will be affected by Microsoft because sometimes they take something or any company takes something and then ruins it. Um, If you continue making a product really well that your consumers enjoy, it's going to bode well for you for a long time. But yeah, if you break it, it's not going to do well. That's just, it's a, it's a rinse and repeat type of thing. So the only, um, the only quick thing I have to say to that actually is, yeah, it's the irony of EA sports because they have clearly, gone downhill i feel like they've destroyed madden <laughs> if you ask me destroyed madden and so but i mean it's still it's still yeah. you know it's still a game that people play regardless of if they don't like the latest updates to you know madden 23 and just the layout and gaming mm-hmm. um but it's still there and i don't know if that's just because people or gamers push towards you know football in general for those who you know play sports yeah uh or if if it's just like that addiction that you can't get rid of, even though it's like so bad, it's like, why am I still playing this game? <laughs> but yeah, who, who's to say? Um, yeah. And uh, one oh. other quick windows topic here. If you're experiencing issues with not being able to update to the newest security patch for windows 10, you are not alone. There are in fact, many confirmed cases where people have tried to update uh, that patch uh, to no avail, uh, Windows would not update. The only thing you hmm. could do right now is to do what Microsoft has encouraged, 
and that is to file a report to the company's feedback hub, and you can also consult the support page for any additional resolutions that are being found as time goes on until the company finalizes this updating issue. Uh, we'll leave those links down in the description below if you guys do have those issues. Um, you can click on them and try and figure out, find something. <laughs> oh, so. so, sorry, is this, is it, you said, is it Windows 10 or Windows 11? Windows 10. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think Windows 10 was still worth mentioning, but. <laughs> I know, I you wouldn't think so, but. I, I, mean, people... well, I mean, when you think about it, I, 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 people probably do hold on to Windows 10 just because they're so afraid of what Microsoft is going to release next that's going to screw them over. Well, so. I was. I mean, you know my history. With That's Windows true, 11. and you were you were, <laughs> and now I'm updated. Messed up quite a bit I'm upgraded with that. to it now, but like I hated Windows 11 at the time because just a lot of different issues that I had to transition file into. System, so yeah, yeah, I understand why people are still Windows 10 out. I don't blame them because upgrading to a new version can sometimes be very finicky. I myself included in that um, group. So yeah, I mean, you can't even install the security update right now, so. <laughs> no, I don't have Windows 10. It's just, well, I'm just saying, like for for people who are trying to do that, obviously that's a problem. So yeah, yep. But uh, actually, on that note, for updates, uh, evidently due to that whole France debacle with Apple, mm-hmm. they have somehow leaked the release date for iOS 17.1, which should be October 24th. Uh, that's next Tuesday. Hmm. So I found that a little hilarious. That I, I mean, it wasn't a huge surprise. <laughs> for those that provide YouTube reviews on iOS updates, but I feel it's just like, still kind of funny. I feel like whenever there's like some kind of legality, whether it's Nash like multinational or if it's in America, something yes. is just unveiled. Like we saw that with Activision Blizzard. Microsoft. The, yep. Microsoft and yep, then we Apple. saw all that stuff. It's just yep. like it and it bode well it bodes well for you and I J D because it's their loss but our gain because our listeners get to hear that stuff. So um, right. I mean, <laughs> but um, we we have stuff that hits the hits the floor before it even before it hits even the publication. See it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yep, exactly. So, but in either case, um, you should expect a whole host of features coming next week. So I'm kind of excited for that one because evidently there's supposed to be some more of those iOS 17 things that weren't released on the uh, first public update, and now we're going to have it in 17.1. So sweet. So as we promised, we would keep you up to date with the information regarding the Razer Plus from Motorola and its baby brother that's simply named the Razer. Yeah. Uh, that model is now available for pre-order, and here is actually a quick rundown of what that comes with. Uh, first off, it still packs the same built-in fingerprint reader in the power button, as well as 30-watt charging and the 6.9-inch internal screen. However, it differs in that it drops the external screen down from 3.6 inches to 1.5. Mm. Uh, it has a 128 storage capacity versus 256. It uses DDR4 instead of DDR5 for its 8 gigs of RAM. And instead of the Snapdragon HN Gen 1, it uses the Snapdragon 7 Gen 1. Um, yeah. That said, it bumps you up for about 400 milliamps to 4,200 on the battery. And instead of the $1,000 price tag that's paired with the Razer Plus, it comes at a price of $700. Uh, currently, both models are on sale, and the Razer Plus is discounted 
to $800, and the Razer is down to $600. Okay. Uh, both of those can actually be lowered even further with trade-ins. So, yeah. Yeah. I was I was going to say, from what you kind of just uh, told me with all those specs, I feel like it probably be five or 600 to me. That's kind of worth that base model just because of... It, all of those cuts that you're getting i it just yeah yeah i feel like um because i didn't even know that the razor plus was on discount so um, i didn't either i feel like the 800 dollars is a better price i feel like that should be the msrp price for the razor plus Mm -hmm. and i would i would agree with you i think 500 600 is a better fit for for the base razor 700 yeah, that's about about. It's pushing it a little bit. Tax. Yeah, for real. Yeah, but in either case, shipments are expected to start October twentieth. So hopefully, you guys can get on that if that's one of uh, the phones you're eyeing. Cool, phones, earbuds, cases, beer, and now clothes. There is nothing. Wait, beer? Yes. <laughs> I figured you didn't okay. know that. Yes, beer. I'm not even joking. There is okay. nothing that pay will not do to branch his company all the more. The Nothing Company is releasing its own clothing brand called Nothing Apparel. This apparel is for, quote, creators and anybody that wants to make something new. The clothing is inspired, quote, by our hardware, classic factory wear, and our unmistakable visual identity. I'm sorry. I just started laughing because I realized how ridiculous this is. I know. I mean, it, is, it, it sounds just that. I mean, is that is that actually pulled from Pay's quotes or something? Yes. Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, there you go. That's exactly why it sounded so humorous. I, I'll get to what I think about this, but previews of this product were held on October 13th, 15th. Um, as some of you may know, we gather news throughout the week, so... Yeah. If it happened before that, before this Tuesday, then that's why. Uh, yeah. So if you've not seen pictures, there are photos floating around. Uh, in fact, here's one right here. Uh, and Pace says that the line will be coming soon. So if you are interested, this, if you are interested in this, we will leave a link down in the description below. So the reason why I laughed was just because I've never really seen any phone company release an apparel and i'm sure i've seen the pictures it looks cool i i don't i'm not hating on it but i just feel like i feel like pay is biting off more than he could chew and it's and maybe it's distracting him from actually trying to improve his main core foundation which is the nothing phone and the buds um and then even his uh sub division i forget what that's called um C- yeah. ci or for whatever i forgot but yeah cmr i can't remember yeah yeah but it's it's just hilarious to me because <laughs> i i just don't understand why he would do this or any company it, it's kind of funny to me especially the whole beer thing because that that showed up on the article okay. and we hadn't even talked real quick about it. can you help me out with a little bit more information on that beer thing because i am at a loss on that so even know about this so. uh let me see See, oh yeah, phonery. Here's what's brewing at nothing. <laughs> oh my That's word! Their article. Yeah, I, I figured somebody would pull that one off. Yeah, uh, here, let me show you show you this image. This is just it's me. Honestly, I like this more than the clothing. Um, I would like that more than the clothing. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. So this is interesting. This this goes way deeper than we thought than just a barrel. I'm gonna oh quote this from word. Phone Arena because I'm only I'm only just now seeing this. Quote Last April Fool's Day, nothing announced what appeared to be a joke about the company brewing a beer in a silver can that featured the dot matrix font associated now with the company. But right. the joke is on us as beer is now available in the UK and nothing says it is working on making beer available in more countries. You can request to be added to a mailing list for the product and get notified when the product is available in your area by heading to the Nothing website. We will leave that link in the description, okay? Because you need so it's legit. It's not. It's not April Fool's. It's, it's actually legit. not a joke. It's it's legit. Oh my word! It's okay. So the brew, which contains water, rice, malted barley, hops, and yeast, is five point one percent alcohol by content, which I stated before. Uh, right. And nothing uses its typically minimalistic naming and packaging for its beer, which is sold by the box with each box containing four cans or in six packs. To promote the video, nothing released a 15 second advertisement showing a nothing phone filling a glass with nothing beer. That is genius. Kind of nothing to look at here. Um, Oh, my word. I really want this. I want to try it. I want. I. I just want to. Tr- yeah, that's right. Exactly. I want to try. I actually want to see how it tastes. Carl is very unique. <laughs> he is. I've just. I've never seen this. Like, where him. is he? I, I. I don't. And the funny thing is, is he's doing these weird things, and it doesn't even scratch the surface of, in my opinion, the foolishness that Elon Musk has done. Wait. Yeah. Nevertheless. He, yeah. I don't know if this is for media attention or what, but this is actually hilarious. Yeah, by the way. I would buy this over the clothes in a, heart, in a heartbeat. Yeah, the <laughs> price for this is about $24.47 for a six-pack. Um, okay. Which is... It better be fantastic. It better be <laughs> nothing more than fantastic. Uh, yeah, so... We we'll, apologize. We'll, there are so many puns for nothing, honestly. Yeah. We'll keep you guys updated on that, I suppose, and the apparel. Um, and if, I don't know, if Pay decides to release a, I don't know, a cereal brand, <laughs> because at this point, everything's on the so table. So what are we supposed to do, Riley? Start wearing these shirts during our recording episodes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, for real. I mean, they look comfy. I mean, the, the phone is good. I love. I like the phone, too, but it's. I'm just like, wow, okay. <laughs> It reminds me of, and I don't want to get onto this topic for too long, but it reminds me of those suits that they wore in Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the one made in the early or mid-1900s when they were in that vision room or whatever. Yes. Yeah, I know. Just from that look. But, yep, that's that. Well, going back to Carl Pay's former company, um... The OnePlus Open's launch event date is October 19th at 10 a.m. Eastern U.S. Now, there are some further last-minute leaks regarding camera sensors, among other specs, but something worth noting is that, per the rumors, the display that's allegedly supplied by BOE will run at 120 hertz using a 2K panel that reaches a peak brightness of 2,800 nits. Wow. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it, that's, <laughs> which is funny because I don't know if 2023 is the year of bright screens because we just had this emphasized by Google with their event and the Pixel, but yeah, 2023, um, the year of the nits. <laughs> it's it's also worth mentioning that it will come in at least two colors, uh, black and supposedly gold. 
It might be Ooh. some others, but at least at this point, there's two right there. Okay. Uh, it'll sport 100-watt charging, and the final rumored pricing in the States is expected to be around $1,700. Um, I'm still hoping for less, but... Yeah, me too. Keep dreaming, right? Oh, yeah. Totally dream. Yeah. 100%. No, so. yeah, that's the specs uh, indicate some some worthy things right there. Uh, I have high hopes for this. Hopefully, the event won't be as empowering as the last one. Oh my gosh, yes. Just um, get right to the point and let's let's enjoy the foldable. Can't I I still can't with that. Every sometimes I just think about it and I'm just like, why? Why would you do that? Just why? But um yeah, let's let's hope that that looks good. Things run well and you know, that the fold comes out really nicely. So um, but with that, we'll go ahead and uh, move on to deals. The first one we have is the Dell XPS 13. Uh, you can save $200 on it, bringing it down to $599. Uh, and by the way, I actually did have this uh, a few years ago. I used it in college. I love it. It's basically a kind of Microsoft version of, or a Windows version of a MacBook Air. It's very small, very thin, very lightweight. But it packs a punch, too, because you're getting the Core i5-12.3OU alongside 8 gigs of uh, DDR5, uh, 256 gigs of RAM. Obviously, you can upgrade that. Um, and then get a 1920 uh, by 1200 pixel resolution. So uh, it packs a punch for this small guy right here. Uh, I love this laptop, but uh, unfortunately, later down, it, it was used so much that it just wasn't that great but uh for the first many years it'll it'll really do well so those are probably a little those are pretty uh slim and sleek so yeah I, it's not like i hated those um i just don't know if they're they're more of like a midway laptop so i wouldn't expect them to provide too much insanity when it comes to performance but yeah yeah um we're gonna stay in laptops here so we got the lenovo thinkpad p16 gen 2 uh, it's a 16-inch workstation. Uh, this is pretty insane. So um, it has the RTX 5080A GPU, which has 16 gigs mm-hmm. just for the GPU. It uses DDR6. has 128 gigs of RAM, uh, 432s in those slots, 4 terabytes of SSD storage. Man. And it comes with the i9 13th Gen... 950 HX V Pro processor from Intel. This is originally $9,940 and it is down to $4,970. Wow. I know most of our listeners can't really pay for that, but I'm just going to state it in case some of you are thinking about getting this and you're like, oh, well, I've been in search of for some laptop that's five grand. There it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's pretty insane, but yeah, those specs are absolutely redonkulous. I don't even have any words for it. Yeah, it is redonkulous. It even, I mean, and that includes a touchscreen. So wow, it just keeps getting better. Um, it's Lenovo, so it depends on where you where you go with it. But uh, That's yeah, true. it's 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 pretty insane for sure. But uh, in either case, uh, yeah, moving back to our Apple, Apple. So uh, I have two different Apple topics. One, okay, very horrible. And one pretty interesting. Uh, I consider okay. this uh, Riley has trust issues, part one. 
and Riley always has trust issues. Riley, uh, yeah, that's true. And then uh, Riley has hope, part two. Uh, so here we go. Um, we'll start with a question for you, JD. What phone do you think is the worst one that Apple ever made, and why? Um, man, worst phone. There's two that come to mind, and one that would be an honorary mention. So the two that come to mind is the iPhone 6 for the Ben Gate. The mm-hmm. other one would be the iPhone 4 for the antenna signal. Okay. The honorable mention would be the iPhone 7 because people really ticked off that they ditched the headphone jack. So That's fair. Were any of were any of those in there? <laughs> no. I okay. would like to argue the 15 Pro and Pro Max as the first place contender for the worst iPhone ever made. And I have a possibility. I have multiple reasons as to why I believe that. And the main one has to do with this whole rumor. A tech enthusiast on X with the handle TaronVats33 shows a very horrifying rumor regarding the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max display. Uh, And this is not just like a basic rumor like, oh, this could be true. No, this is an actual issue that is extremely unprecedented. A screen burn issue is occurring where if you leave the screen on for a certain period of time, this ghostly burned image of what was being shown on your phone now just stays on the screen. And uh, this is what it looks like. This is embarrassing. Especially as an iPhone user, because yes, I do my best and JD does his best to not be biased towards, you know, the phone that we have. Uh, I yeah, try to look at sure. all tech from a broad viewpoint where many companies exceed at certain qualities. But when you own a phone from a company that just released a phone with security issues, Wi-Fi connection issues, phone transfer complications, overheating, titanium scratch susceptibility, screen damage susceptibility, now screen burning issues, and a $50 plus case that within the first two days looks like you got it off of Timu. You're giving me a hard time in trusting you in future releases. And this is the 15 Pro Max. Yes, this is the Pro we yeah, this is the Pro Max and the the Pro Max I think has all of these issues and the Pro has most of them. At the beginning of all of this, I gave the 15 Pro and Pro Max a 7 out of 10. <laughs> I think it was for both. This is looking more like a 3. I was going to say it's no no higher than a 4. It would not be in good conscience or an any right mind that i tell you hey you should get this phone and upgrade from any previous model the only thing this phone has going for it is its camera that is really what it boils down to and even then we have yet to find any major issues with that and i won't be surprised if there are any jd go ahead yeah because last one we had for camera issues was the was it the 12 i want to say Something about yeah. how the sensor was vibrating or something like that because it was having access yes, to social that's media right. apps. I forgot about that. <laughs> so there's that one, and I'm hoping that doesn't come back. Um, but, yeah, that is absolutely ridiculous. And, and the funny thing was, and why I brought up the fact that or honed in on that it was a 15 Pro Max is that's the one that got the price increase. Yep. So it's just absolutely stupid that someone would have to experience this many problems it really on is. a – what is it? Eleven? No, twelve hundred dollar phone. Yeah, and my wife and I were actually discussing this because I was telling her about all these issues, and her first question was, "Did they not like test this phone and make sure that it worked correctly?" 
And I was like, I don't know. That's the question I want to know. I'm like, and she was saying there should be like a six month test period for like a dummy down version to make sure it works. And I was like, well, maybe six months is a bit too high, but I understand where that comes from because the issue that I feel like Apple's been having is they, they limit themselves one year to try and make a phone. And they, that's not to say because they do have two years, they outreach to see what the next thing is going to be. But they have one, basically one year to order all the parts, make it, and verify that it works. And all of this stuff is happening. And we there's maybe more stuff. And it's like issue after issue after issue. And it's it's just getting to the point where I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> like, what in the world were you thinking when, when you released all this stuff? Because they're not getting resolved. The only things that will be getting resolved are the actual software updates. Because, I mean, that's what's yeah. going to affect the Wi-Fi connection issues, the transfer issues, and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm really ticked off by this, honestly. I honestly don't have anything else to say to that just because it's uh, we we've discussed this at length. Yeah. And to, you know, stay on top of it even more is I don't feel like it's worth it, but it, you can tell how much it elicits awe. Yeah. And everything from the good type of awe is is it's just absolutely mind-blowing that that many problems would be seen on a flagship smartphone. Um, I'm not going to say on a smartphone from Apple because obviously, like I just said, as we started off this topic, they've had their fair share of issues in the oh, past. Oh, yeah, for sure. But this is just, wow. <laughs> I feel bad for people who bought that phone. <laughs> so do I. But hey, when you watch the ads, it's all about titanium. So I know. Yes, that's uh, the main <laughs> point. Um, Jumping back to OnePlus, we actually have rumors on the 12th gen model by the BBK subsidiary stating that we could see some boosted specs as well as an uptick in price when it's all considered. Uh, The screen is likely to have a peak brightness, again, it's going to be high, 2,600 nits, so not much dimmer than the Open, that's soon to debut that we talked about, Mm -hmm. and a bump from 6.7 to 6.82 inches on the screen. Okay. That's pretty good. Now, these latter specs that I'm about to announce, uh, they're a little bit more gray because we're not sure if they're going to be specifically for the Asian market or if they'll trickle trickle into the U.S. Uh, Okay. But the storage is expected to top out at one terabyte. Now, for those who own the top tier OnePlus 11, that would quadruple what you currently have because they top out at 256. Mm -hmm. I think there's an Asian model that has 512. But for the States, we don't have that much storage. The RAM is expected to see a 50% increase, meaning that you could see 24 gigs wow. of RAM, which is insane to have on a mainstream smartphone. I'm yeah. sure there's probably some you know, rinky-dink smartphones out there that focus, oh, we have 24 gigs of RAM. I don't know of any, but that's pretty, it's pretty impressive. That is, um, yeah. Now, as far as the specifics on the price increase, no numbers are necessarily mentioned, but according to top tipster and reliable leaker Yogesh Brar, uh, it wouldn't help to cite on the naivete that OnePlus would pack all these specs without accounting for some uptick in costs. So yeah, I would probably say, let's see, it starts at 700 for the current model. I'd be afraid if they went up to 900 again, but that's very possible. I've also seen rumors. I can't remember where it was. 
you might see the wireless charging come back. Oh, not sure if that's going to be the case either, but like I said with well, like I said with all these specs, um it wouldn't surprise me if it, if it runs around 900 to 1000. dollars I feel like if wireless charging did come back, I think that would warrant it being about 1000. I feel like I think that'd be worth it along with all those other ones if all those specs are also for the states. Um, if it did or didn't come back. If it did come back, I think it would warrant oh, okay. it being gotcha. about 1000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely yep um so yeah if, if it does come to the states with all that yeah i think that's fair um because i i think what at least OnePlus is trying to do is bring you back to what was most important um back at the seven and uh yeah yeah i mean it's a hard I thing feel, i feel like that kind of they, they've drifted away from that um because they realized that it's not gonna work Mm-hmm. They're trying to compete in their old ways, and I just don't know if that's really where it's going to be at. Maybe. And, um, you know, I, I think right now that they need to actually compete fully with what Apple and Samsung have. And mm-hmm. I think the best value is the OnePlus 11. Um, but when you cut out all those key specs, it's kind of challenging to say, yeah, yeah this, this, this would beat the Samsung. I I really can't advocate that. So. I know. The one thing I do want as far as a spec, and I hope it comes, I have no rumors or anything to back this up. This is just purely JD here. Um, I want that touchscreen software where it will detect the water and still input human touch. That's yes, what I want. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> I don't think it's coming to the States, though, but that's what I want. <laughs> I don't think it's ever coming with Apple, but. <laughs> or Samsung. we've already discounted um, they, they already have issues with their screens period forget about any additional technology <laughs> yeah they need to res- so. resolve their 15 crap but you know yes well on to that. a new hope what do you have so apple is allegedly working on updating iphones without the box being opened so for example if you are just now deciding to get an iphone 11 it'd be updated with the latest firmware This comes from Mark Gurman claiming that the store employees will be able to, quote, place sealed boxes of iPhones on a pad-like device. This device would then boot up the iPhone, update it to the newest version of iOS, and then it would turn off. The phone would. Honestly, I have no qualms with this. I think this is a great idea. I think the way that it's uh, being seemingly reported is realistic and interesting to me. Uh, I do think for a while now, people have always had a little bit of annoyance of getting a new phone and then having to wait for a 3 to 10 gigabyte to update um, completely. Uh, And this will give a bit of credence to Apple for certain because it's just, I mean, I've always thought that that would be a really good thing Uh, for the last few years. I was like, man, if I get a new phone, I have, you know, it's a couple years old and it's not on the box. I have to update that. So I don't know what you think about this. I, I really like it. So. This actually brings a lot of – it's amazing how one thing brought so many questions to my mind. Okay. Uh, and hopefully I can remember them all. Um, one thing is that it, it brings me back to the rumors that we had of some model in the future for Apple going portless. Because it sounds like with that – I'm not sure if, if, okay. if it's just a scanning technology that allows them to like – okay, we're, we have access to this model and we're going to update it remotely. Uh, is that what we're talking about here, I'm guessing? Yeah, it, it's a pad that goes under and I guess it would somehow initiate the phone to turn on. 
Because, I mean, you could send a signal to a phone and have it turn on. You don't have to press the power button. But, um, yeah, and then it would turn on, and then you could basically force the phone to update, and then it would turn off. Okay. So my question is, you said the employees can do this. Mm -hmm. Are they doing that? Would they be doing this to all the models in the store, and then you would just go in and pick up the phone? I Is that um, what it didn't say specifically, but I did think about that, actually. And I was thinking they'd probably okay. only do it to the phones if someone orders it. They would just really quickly do it. Or if someone called ahead and say, hey, I want to order this. They ordered it. Like, if you're at Best Buy and you have, like, an 11 yeah. there, they just go ahead and put the pad under there, update it, and then they send it off. I don't see them doing you. that with every phone because I feel like that would take a lot of time. Although, I suppose you could do that at the end of the year when inventory is down, Yeah, in your downtime, you probably yeah. could do that, I'm sure. Either way, or they'd I think just it be, works. you know, sitting in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty nifty. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that changes some of my questions here. Um, the other one that I was thinking of, and I'll just state it anyway, uh, clearly this was different than what I was thinking of based on what he said, mm-hmm. um, was it would be interesting if you could do that with setting your iPhone on top of like a Mac mini and just being able to control it from there. Um, clearly that's not the case here because this is used for updating purposes to streamline customers buying the phone. So controlling your Mac mini with your iPhone or controlling your iPhone with the Mac mini. Controlling the iPhone with a Mac mini. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, yeah, that actually that would yeah, be pretty interesting no. if that was able to be done. But um, yeah, it's not it's not as practical based on what you're saying now. That definitely makes a lot more sense. So, right. but yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't have any issues with it either. I, it's it has nothing to do with the. Well, I don't want to say it has nothing to do with the consumer, but it's not like the consumer has any part in it other than to have right. less time at the store or updating it, like you said. So exactly. Yeah. That'd be interesting to see if that comes to fruition, but mm-hmm. for sure, for now it's just a rumor. Yeah. Uh, actually, staying on topic with Apple, uh, this really isn't the biggest news, but I feel like it could be advantageous for both the user and even Apple. But the next gen iPhone Pro series is set to pack the Snapdragon X seventy five modem, which supports the latest five G advanced standard. Uh, this is expected to help with performance speed as well as efficiency with power usage. So okay. Yeah, I felt like that was uh, that's a good move. Uh, they didn't say. I think they said that it was going to stay with the pros, so don't expect that to be on the base models. Kind of an obvious statement there, oh, but course. I just have to clarify that. Yeah. So there's another hope like they for have Apple a lot more to fix beside the modem. Yes, they do. Um, but I mean, at least that's heading in the right direction. Um, power adaptation. That's a good thing too. Uh, trying to make sure yeah. you get as much efficiency out of that. It's a very important thing to do again. Um, so there are rumors floating around that the Nintendo Switch 2 may not have backwards compatibility, i.e. pulling a card from Sony's playbook, i.e. a digital-only Switch. So if this rumor becomes true, I guess you'll just have to sell your cartridges now because they ain't going to be any use to you when you choose to upgrade. So, yeah, fun times. Um, okay. Did that, I actually heard an interesting rumor about that. Is that, uh, so from what you're saying, it sounds like they're only going to be one model instead of two, like one digital and one 
Nope. Uh, you're you are correct. Uh, no, actually, yeah, there would there would be two. Um, there'd be one with a cartridge slot, and the second would be an all digital version. So uh, it's not just you know can't use cartridges okay. at all. So they are pulling a page right from uh, Sony's playbook with yeah. one digital version and one disc. They are, and this so. news came literally right after the other one. So I feel like it's they just saw them and were like, oh, that's a good idea. Well, I mean, there are some. <laughs> We're gonna get into this. Let's see how let's see how bad it gets. Okay. Um, this is essentially the meat for today. So if you want some steak, get your fork and knife. I want steak. Uh, two of the biggest. I know. I want some now too. Two of the biggest in-person retailers in the U.S. are making a change in just exactly what they sell. According to Josh Fairhurst, who is the CEO of Limited Run Games, he is hearing rumblings that Walmart is on the move to stop carrying physical Xbox games by 2024. And this was in response to a tweet that Best Buy is expected to stop carrying any and all physical movies, DVDs, Blu-rays, etc., by Q1 of this upcoming year. Wow. This includes any collectibles that it currently offers, which includes steel box sets. And for now, they will still offer physical gaming content, but it seems as though many are expecting that to potentially receive the axe as well. Um, you know, to what many of us knew as what I would describe as American pastime for like the 80s, the 90s, oh, yeah. the 2000s. I mean, Absolutely. you could just, I remember going through home video. And just browsing aisles of VHS tapes. It was so much fun. Yes. I actually miss those days because I don't know. It didn't really matter if you were going to rent or buy it. It was just kind of cool to see all the videos there. And you yeah. lose that touch when you think about online streaming. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, people have said that we are in the digital age, but. This is truly evolving into purely a digital-based culture. Yeah, Between all the online streaming services, both movies and shows, music, heck, even books. Um, Yeah. And then the popular gaming subscription with Xbox and PlayStation, as well as the rumors that Nintendo CEO even hints at wanting the next console, which I guess you're kind of pulling that from, uh, to be easily migrated from the Switch 1 to the Switch 2 with the eShop. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's truly no mystery that this is happening from Best Buy and Walmart, and I'll be interested to hear what you say, but it, it's hard to tell whether this is good news or bad news. Um, mm-hmm. But for those who have been buying digital for this amount of time, you're kind of asking for this, so... Yeah, I uh, I was actually going to kind of respond to when you were saying uh, going to like home video. I, I remember our uh, mom taking her younger sister and I uh, to the library and viewing loads of different VHS, um, you know, movies and then some DVDs. Uh, yeah. there, there's just something about, uh, and I'm sure even people in uh, older generations would say same thing about like, even for us, like there were, uh, vinyls and I guess vinyls are still actually becoming a really important thing now too. Uh, I guess it all goes all back around, but there, there's just something about having a, a a physical piece of something because it holds within it a certain nostalgia 
it hurts it holds within it a memory um and sometimes yes. you you need to have that to kind of keep it uh keep that memory there keep that nostalgia there so i always not always i kind of knew this was going to be inevitable um just the yeah. way that direction was going with digital with the digital age i mean you saw that with how netflix had a disc and then went straight to online and all these other companies followed suit and now that's gone yeah. so it's it's really crazy to me it's sad um because i mean there's just so much uh you know that that's that revolves around that and um i don't know i it, it's gonna happen and honestly it, it the thing i'm more concerned about is like uh a, a t-mobile paradox if you will where like this one company like say microsoft gets a hold of every single type of like mobile platform uh, yeah. gaming platform it just becomes this all super platform like um my my concern with that as well as like and i discussed it before when you take a company make it your own and then you lose the aspect that was there before that's the same thing as transferring from a physical to a digital copy it takes away from its originality it takes away from the moments that you've had with it and it just doesn't feel the same anymore um you know that's just how i it's kind of funny because i don't know how many people do this i've done it but Mm -hmm. i will actually go to youtube and i will search up 1980s 1990s commercials because I don't have the VHS tapes anymore. Mm. I used to record like TV shows That's from right. cable. Yes, we did do that. And they'd have those commercials. And well, yeah. I don't have the VHS, so I can't watch the show that way. But at least I can watch the ads. Yeah. And the irony was, in my mind, I'm paying YouTube premium to intentionally watch ads. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just one of those things. Yeah, I mean, I really, yeah. I, I'm going to miss this. I actually do miss it already. I'm, uh, it's, it's sad to see this go. And all I can say is that there's two things that need to happen. And I think all of these platforms and developers and manufacturers are doing this mm-hmm. where they're giving you a hint, where they're giving you a heads up that, hey, this is coming. Yes. Because if you have a digital console, it's a hint that, hey, we're going to eventually evolve into digital only, where your physical copies aren't going to be valid anymore. They're going to be just what you said, Riley. They're just going to hold a memory and you know some piece of nostalgia yeah uh the other aspect to this is for now at least uh it might be a bright spot for GameStop's temporary downward spiral because they're losing some competitors and they'll be the primary host of physical content for however long that holds out that is a good point yeah so that's the only thing i can see and um yeah, I really don't have anything else to this because yeah, me neither. It's it's just that it's it, just it's, how it it's is. It's going to be a memory. Yeah, yeah. And um, I hope that a lot of these manufacturers continue to address it as such, and nothing gets screwed around or messed up as far as the consumers' yeah. usage. So for sure. But in either case, that will wrap up this week's episode. Um, Hopefully it was a walk down memory lane for some of you listeners out there. And uh, we will catch you guys in the next one. This is J.D. and Riley signing off. Mm-hmm.
Peace out.